spend some money to potentially get more license to become more marketable. Right. And that was Thunderpaws. I guess so. <laughs> coming down here with a bone. He's very excited about this. If you can hear that running around. Wow. He's so cute, though. I wonder what that sounds cute. like to our listeners. That's got to sound like the, uh, the I feel stuff like is coming down. Like, Turn the camera on him. <laughs> Okay, buddy, we get the point. You're very happy about this bone it's you've got. It's pure joy. It is. I have that with a new guitar every once in a while. to it. <laughs> Welcome to Travel Insiders, everyone. I'm Mark Hi, Holloway. Guys. This is Ann Hubert. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in to our YouTube channel and our podcast, or both. For you guys who are really gluttons, just can't get enough of our wisdom <laughs> or our bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't think it's bullshit. No, I think, I, think uh, I mean, some of it's kind of helpful. Oh yeah, definitely. I think some yeah. of it's helpful. Some of it is. I just, Fluff? I'm, I'm, yeah. I guess I would say some of the episodes we're Filler. specifically using to get people thinking and talking. Yeah. Uh, whether it's about themselves, like some of the things that we've said repeatedly, where people don't think enough about how how wonderful their lifestyle could be. Yep. I just think that's part of being a, you know being a, the ultimate traveler, right? Yeah. Um, other things are more about, you know, just, just, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, there are some episodes that I, that I but there, there's, heady, but I, but some are more heart-ish. Yes. But I do think there is great value to every one of these. Of course. I really and truly do. Yeah. Um, this being one of them. And we're no, going to talk today. Fun. Yeah. We're talking about traveler marketability today. Yeah. And this is kind of an oldie, but goodie, but some of you may not know, have may not have seen it. It was an old series. <clears throat> it was an old, old series. School. Yeah, old so this goes marketing. back a couple yeah, this goes back a couple of years. We used to do a lot of series and we'd do about ten minute, twelve minute videos, sometimes six minute videos. Mm-hmm. And sometimes three. <laughs> yeah, we had one time we did in matter of fact in this series we did yeah. one that's a like three minute because our social media directors, you gotta do it in three minutes. You gotta keep people's attention. Da 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 and you know she wasn't wrong. She wasn't. But it's my least favorite of the five or so we did yeah, on travel to marketability because yeah. it's it, you can tell I'm just uncomfortable and we're just, I'm standing there with one of our one of our, our account managers and we're going over stuff i'm going oh man this is this is not this is not me no but i understood her thought process that you have people don't have a long attention span and that sort of thing but a podcast youtube channel is is designed differently it's not yeah those were those were advertising marketing pieces that you were getting people involved them on facebook yeah, you're getting yeah. people involved to have them listen and get your message out without them tuning it out. Right. Half the people have already tuned me out right now. <laughs> I think thing. you say that every time. And then yeah. you're surprised that everybody listened. Yeah, we have looked at stats and stuff, and people do tend to listen to the whole thing, which I think is cool. And again, that's because we've gotten a lot of feedback that a lot of people do this stuff and listen to this and watch this um, with a purpose, and they do it, uh, the podcast predominantly, when they're um, 
driving to an assignment or they'll download a bunch of episodes so they can you know, yep. listen to them when they don't have internet or, you know, connection with their, with their traveling, whatever, you name it. So it's kind of yeah. cool. It is. But now this series is fun. This series is also funny because I, I just was noticing because I, I looked at a couple of them because I wanted to see if we had all the notes in there. And it's funny because I'm in, I'm traveling back and forth in California. I look ridiculously tan, and everyone else says it's summer. And everyone else in Colorado is like, it looks like it's February, but I look stupid because <laughs> I'm like, you don't notice it when you're out there in California. Everyone's tan. You come back here, it's like, wow, what's a little bit of disparagement between skin tones on <laughs> me? It's funny looking to me. It looks like I was like fake baking or something. I don't know. You saw it. It looked, it, it looked uh, silly. I've, yeah, I've seen them all. Yeah, it looks funny. Although I get pretty tan. Yeah, I'll have to look at the one that you and I did. We'll be releasing those, by the way, yeah, on on the Travel Insiders YouTube channel. As I've got a I've got a schedule for those of you that kind of get my my wiring. I do have I do think things out rather methodically, <laughs> maybe over them obsessively. Yeah, yeah, I do. Well, I just don't do stuff no. rarely. I'm not a knee jerk reaction kind of person. No, you're very thoughtful. <clears throat> I've grown to be. That's part of me learning to be a better CEO. I've grown to really think things through and it's kind of timely we're talking about this because this is something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily consider they think about I want this job yeah. and how do I get it or why aren't I getting it or yeah and I don't know if a lot of travelers really sit down and think about what could I do well, to improve my chances of getting it yes and I think that that's also very timely because you know we since we first did this um, revisiting it there's a lot of new travelers in the market now. Well, what I will say just as a broad stroke to kind of start this thing off is that there are jobs that are high paying and great locations and there's a lot of competition for them. Yep. And I think the, I mean, the first thing that I always talk about is everything is built and based around supply and demand. Yeah. So when you talk about being marketable, Typically, the average person wants an assignment for a reason. Yeah. You don't see a lot of people say, I want the lowest paying, crappiest location I can find. But Unless I will. that's where their mom is sick and they have to go take care of them. Sure. <laughs> and, but I will talk about how that is a great location to go after for mm-hmm. a couple people, some mm-hmm. people, right? But that's not what the average traveler is looking for. They are saying, yeah. all right, like I was said in a couple other podcasts, I want the best paying assignment at a location in which I'm interested in going. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a little bit of frog going there. If you could hear that. Um, and I think that's what people do. Some people just ch- chase dollars. Yep. And some people just t- chase location. So but chase middle, I, I think the middle. best way to go is here's here's where I'm willing to go. Of these, which one's paying the most? If you're willing yeah. to go to all of them and you jump on the one that's paying the most of the time, and eventually you'll you'll be able to go to all of the places you want to go. Right. Um, that's. But there, in other words, but if you're doing that, what I'm getting at is there's going to be a ton of people that want the same thing that you do. Right? Mm-hmm. So... So the point of this, as I've always liked to say, the point of this is how to keep your submission packet in the stack. How to stay. You want in the, the phone stack. call. You want the phone call. You want right? the opportunity to have an interview. And a lot of things have to happen before you ever even make it to an interview. Right. And it's all on paper. Well, a lot of it is up to you. Some of it's up to your recruiter. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I've always said in when I used to train recruiters is your job is to help this candidate with you know ethically without lying or cheating. Mm-hmm. You can't mislead a manager. No. But your job is to do the best you can for that candidate to, to get no, to get the phone call. Yeah, 
And then you're out. Of, then it's not in your hands anymore as a recruiter. Yeah. Now it is entirely up to the, the traveler, right. typically, to score the interview and get the offer or to not. Right. And there's not much you can do about it. It's either one of those. Th- either you're going to get it or you're not. Right. So that's all there is. Right. So today we're really talking about how to help you get that phone call. Yeah. More than anything else. Yep. Um, before we jump into it, I always want to tell people how much we appreciate them liking our stuff. We are, our subscriptions are going up on the YouTube channel, which is yeah. really kind of cool. Like, subscribe, hit the bell. Yep. Follow um, us on all of our social media and, platforms. And, and I think the big one that I'm going to ask people to do is if the feedback I've been getting is that people have been really enjoying the podcast and the YouTube channel. And I would ask yeah. you, would you maybe you start go. sharing it on some pages yeah, too? Sure. I would say like, subscribe <clears throat> well, and share. We put a lot of it on there. I do it. Some people do it on my behalf oftentimes. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of activity that comes through me, quote unquote, that goes out onto Facebook. Right. It, it'd be helpful for me <laughs> if other people would, if you like it and you listen to an episode, and someone's commenting, you know, yeah. copy that link and throw it in the, into the message. I mean, yeah. I would I would appreciate that. I would like to see my my payback again. Last time I looked, we're not getting paid for this. There's no sponsorship on this, no. although people have been telling me we should. But I just think that I'm not interested in that. I want to keep the integrity of it. But the fact is that if you'd like to pay us back for all the time they're taking to do all this, which is a lot, that would be what I would ask the, the people out there that, that are appreciating this. Well, and to I, do is that to share it to share it with other people. What I would add to that is not just for us, but I, I always go back to I see all the time. We need to change the industry. <clears throat> we got to do this and do that to change the industry, and and we could be a cog. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. Be so a cog. share this, yeah. and we're. If you like it, if you don't, obviously you're not going to. But what I'm saying is, if you, if you, for those people that say, "Hey, I really appreciate it," or instant message me or do whatever. Mm-hmm. That would be what I would, if you could do me a favor and do you a favor, that's what I would ask of you to, to help us pay that back is to get the word out a little bit more. it'll help you guys, right. so. Hopefully it will. Yeah. Um, okay, so again, everything really is based upon supply and demand. Yes. And the one thing I wanted to say a few minutes ago, and I didn't quite say it, and I will now, is that if you are a, an inexperienced traveler, I don't care if you haven't been you know, either an alley professional or a nurse for a long time, mm-hmm. or maybe you've been one for a long time, but now you're just getting your feet wet on traveling, you might be the perfect candidate, as I've often said, for one of these low-demand assignments. Yes. Right? It's an opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a place where you get your feet wet. And yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with with new newer travelers and said, you really need to be open. Yep. That's kind of, I don't know if we have an episode where I can throw this in there. I know I have it a little bit in the past, so I'm doing it again. We've because talked I, about supply and demand. We have an no, no, I'm talking about taking an assignment if you're not that oh. experienced and kind of yeah. kind of settling because it's temporary. You know, and, it's and, a and resume builder. It's, well, it's a marketability is where I'm getting at. Yeah. You, you need to get the experience on your resume. Or some experienced travelers might say you need to earn your way. Well, I guess the, here's what I here's here's where I'm going with this is that if you're not getting a phone call and you're not getting your job of choice that we just mentioned, because you have a lot of more experienced travelers ahead of you, you could you could look for an assignment. You need to start lowering your expectations or yeah. your demands. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> really get that throat thing going here and get the job you want. And here's the the, the real caveat to this is don't do it at the last minute. Mm-mm. Be smart. If you're starting to see that you're, you know, I really wanted to be in, I don't care, Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be anywhere but that. And you wait, 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 wait. There's a lot of facilities in Dallas. So maybe you're thinking you're going to get one. Right. Lots but all of a sudden now you're saying, okay, I'll go, I will go to Amarillo or to Midland or something like that. It's Amarillo. I, it's Amarillo. No, it's not. If you're from where I, it's, if you're I from have, my. 
so many family members that live there. It's she's Amarillo. A Texan. She's a Texan. I'm a Texan by by blood. Blood. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. No, you can be like British or like Italian, British. like you are, or both, or I Scottish. Mean, how American is that to say I I I belong to a state where my parents were born and bred, and all my family well, lives? That's I think it's American. one thing if you're from there. That's like, like that's I am like a Michigander. I was born and raised in Michigan, so that I'm is Colorado that is whatever. Native, but you all the time love to say I'm Scottish. Well, that's different. No, but what I'm saying is it's analogous to it. It's not analogous. So we're, we're, this is going to be an ongoing theme for us for a long time. Now, it happens to be both my parents were born and raised in Michigan, but one of them was raised in Indiana. I wouldn't say I have Indiana blood in me. I'd be like, I'm a Michiganer because that's where I was born. No, not me. She's, she's a Colorado. And you're so proud of this state. But remember, it's all you ever talk about I mean, when you I give an example. I'm less and less afraid of it. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> when you... When, when you reference things it's always Colorado and I make fun of you for that and I'm always California you make fun of me for that because I, guess, yeah. I am not a Californian but I'd like to be, be. <laughs> yes but I'm always going to be a Michigan oh, yeah, we're so far off topic I don't even now even remember what we were am. I don't remember what we were talking about so we were talking about Texas Amarillo if, if, Amarillo thank you it's not it's Amarillo if you're from like I don't know Texas That's, that sounds like you'd be from the, like a Yankee like me no Anyway, getting back to what I'd like to, to continue talking about if is... If there's a lot of competition and you have little experience, it might, you might be better off going to El Paso than Dallas. That's not what I was going to say. See, when you start to finish my thoughts and you're wrong... <laughs> you do it to me all the time. <laughs> wow, everyone's already saying, these two can't stand each other. They're dumb. They're, these are dummies. No, what I was going to get at is that if you wait you're in a, and you end up going to a location that you may not want, if you wanted Dallas... You should start to look at Plano, Fort Worth, some of those areas, and before you have to go further away than where you want to, is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. El Paso would be even further, right? Mm-hmm. So, you, what I'm getting at is, don't wait to the last minute. We've had travelers do that, and then you have to take whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So, a little bit off topic, but the same thing I'm saying is that to be marketable, if you are not getting what you're looking for, one of those things could mean is that you, whether you have great experience or not. It seems like the other people are getting chosen over you. Mm-hmm. Recognize that as early as you can to give yourself a, a little bit more. Maybe it's, maybe your plan C was to go to way up to Maine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be close to the, where your destination was. No. But your top two choices, Dallas and you know Bangor, Maine, is now I'm going to Fargo, North Dakota, mm-hmm. because they offered me a job and I can't be without a paycheck for another week. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what I'm trying to get at. Be be marketable unto yourself and be smart about how you market yourself and don't put all your eggs in one basket That's and recognize big. the competition level that might be out there. Yep. Don't Again, seasonality comes into this. We've done yep. those. If you are looking for something that's decently paying and is a really nice warmer location in the wintertime, you might want to start throwing some other things out there because everybody might want that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just think about this stuff. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. So that's where I, that's where I'm kind of... That's where I'm kind of going with that. I got you there. All right, let's talk about some of the things that you have control over. I mean, one of the big ones always has been your ability to work in a state, which I'm going after licensure here. Mm -hmm. Obviously, more and more states every year become compact state. I'm talking nursing primarily. So for allied folks that are licensed in all 50 states or can work in all 50, there's not much. Just fast forward for two minutes, five minutes. I don't know. Well, we have also a lot of people who are interested in traveling that watch and listen. So, and I get this question a lot. So, for those of you who know, do what he said. But a compact license means 
How many states are there now? I don't, I don't know. I've actually lost track because a whole uh, bunch keep coming half. in. Oh, definitely. It has been over half for a long and time. And now there's. Maybe hitting 30. Oh, I think we have already hit 30. There's been a ton in the last two years. Yeah, that there really has. But what that essentially means is that if you uh, have a compact license with residency, yes, proven residency, then um, and that residency can be proven differently in each state. Well, what I think where you're going with that is you actually most states require that you Proved. list yourself and you change that state to a multi-state compact exactly. licensure. Colorado is one of them. Yep. I'll use your state. Yep. You can't just be living in Colorado and have a Colorado license, you actually have to make sure that your license in Colorado has been designated as, as a multi-state compact. And you get that by proof of residency. So um, what that means is that you can freely work in other compact states without getting licensed in that state. Yeah, I would certainly hope travel insiders people know that by now, but good point no, for, the, for the rare people that don't. Then that's, good point. I mean, they need to know that. So yes, compact states, If you are a, even if you're a new, even if one of your states is new to the compact, realm you know there is a process you need to follow to make sure you're you're you are switched from a single state right to a compact so make sure you do that and find out what that process is and get that right. so you, now here's the thing you can't really you either live in a compact state and you reside in one or you don't and right. there's not a lot of people that are going to move from a non-compact to a compact just to get that no so if you are a non-compact state license you're going to have to make some decisions mm -hmm. and you're going to have to in my opinion you may, unless you, and California's not compacting. You might just want to work and live in, and travel in California. I think that's a that's a fine answer, but a lot of states aren't in that boat. So if you do well, want, California is good because it's so big. Correct. Right. But let's just take Oregon for example. Yeah, or if you're Washington. in Oregon and and or either one of those, you, you're going to have to stay right there. Right. So. If you want to go out and travel, you're going to have to make some decisions on where it is you're going to spend some money to potentially get more license to become more marketable. Right. And that was Thunderpaws. I guess so. <laughs> coming down here with a bone. He's very excited about this. If you can hear that running around. Wow. He's so cute, though. I wonder what that sounds like to our listeners. That's got to sound like the... the, the I feel like they're going to be down. like, turn the camera on him. <laughs> okay, buddy, we get the point. You're very happy about this bone it's you've pure got. pure joy. It is. I have that with a new guitar every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> get, like okay. a, get like a Les Paul and you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, just kind of reminded me like a little Wanna kid. Want to be a rock star. Right. So, the, um, look at, you have to make some decisions on where you want to mm -hmm. go out and get a license at. And that could mean talking to some recruiters and trusting that they're going to be upfront and honest with you about where you can get a license. And sometimes they don't. I'm going to tell you right now, as we've often said, I'm not trying to beat the crap out of recruiters all the time, just most of the time. <laughs> but they're going to tell you to get licensed in where they have jobs yeah, and not where they don't have jobs. Right. And um, <laughs> you guys... So, Normally I get like really angry. I know. I'm surprised <laughs> you're not. He's cracking me up. You can, no one can see him whether you're watching the YouTube channel or not, but you can certainly hear him. He has a, a bone in his mouth and he is running around like the Mad Hatter. He's like, I got a bone. I got a bone. I got a bone. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a rubber bone. It's not like a real yeah, one. Yeah, it's not even real. He's extremely excited. And oh my gosh. I'm going to probably have to do some editing. So if this is choppy, it's that's what happened. Because I went through and went, no, it can't have all that. 
So what I was going to say, I think, if I can remember, was, yes, you're, uh, you have to trust that your recruiter is telling you a little bit more than which... <laughs> I swear I silenced it. <laughs> and I'm sure it's Sydney, my daughter. So at the moment we have my daughter, my baby and your baby. <laughs> right. I think it'd be a good time for us to come back and pick up licensure. So. so we're going to pause for a second and oh my gosh. <laughs> By the time we come back on, it'll be nice and quiet. Mine's done. Calm. I mean, it's going to be the most awkward edit in the world, but what are you going to do? I don't know what, how we did it, but can you hear well, me? I well, I will apologize. Yes, God. It's, <clears throat> <laughs> that's got it. I, I, I don't even know if I'll be able to use what we were just recording. We'll find out. So if it was choppy, I'll apologize to everybody. But <laughs> I mean, it's real life, right? It is. It's cute. Yeah. Come on. He's a puppy. Well, we want. We kind of wanted him to be part of this because we, we think it's funny, but not like Not like that. Man, he was out of control. <laughs> like, I mean, he's been playing with that bone forever. Anyway, so but for some reason, he was really excited about it today, man. Um, all right, we were talking about you know licensure and, and versus compact, compact state. versus non-compact state. So yeah. what I was going with that is that you have to be careful because, again, I mean, guys, I hate to say it, but... A recruiter isn't going to tell you. <clears throat> Let me put it this way: you know, let's say let's say companies have is really thin in California. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go tell you to go get a, get a California license because no. you know they're going to. Matter of fact, if you'll know real quick if they say if you tell them you want California, they start saying, "Well, you know, but the rates aren't that great in California right now." And da, 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 that means they don't have jobs there. So I just want to point that out. That's what recruiters do. They are salespeople and. You got to be. You got to. So get you a, have to be careful about this question. You cannot say what. What are the single state license? No, I think you can. I think recommend you to, that I get. I, you can ask the question, <clears throat> but you need to understand that beneath that so is my is, solution would be that yeah, yeah, I would say you need to talk to multiple companies, right? Because and start to write down context. and figure out who context. overlaps. In yeah. other words, here's what you should ask them. If I were to, you know, you pick where you want to go, right? right. Again, you're, let's say you live in, in Oregon and you want, you're considering California. Right. And you say, or you're considering maybe you want to go to Idaho or, you know, to a little bit, little bit east. Ask them, if I had a license in California, would you be able to get me, would you be able to, could we be submitting to positions right now? And the answer is yes, you might not say, great. Now you talk to another company, find out the same thing. I mean, the idea should be is that you should, if you're going to go out and spend license and market yourself, which is what this is about, I would get the opinion of multiple agencies because it is, it's I, risky. I still think the better way to ask the question is where are – I know that uh, agencies have different contracts. Right. Where does your agency have the most contracts in single state states? Single state licensure states. Yeah, but if you were to ask us that, I'd, I'd rattle off a ton, right? Because we have a that's ton of jobs. Saying, right. I think that's the better way to phrase the question. It, you're more likely, hopefully, to get a more honest answer as opposed to I perhaps I don't I don't I don't know where well, do you have in California. The answer is that you should be you, you should. Words, multiple people. Yeah, you can't just talk to one. No, you know, you, and I think that's important. You know, unless you just unless that's your recruiter and you're going to put all your eggs in that basket. Right. What I'm getting at is that licensure is important. You have to go out and market yourself and license yeah. yourself. If you, you do. do not have a compact state license, you have you you can't. Unless you just want to work in that state. Yeah. Now, I would also add, I would also add this as well. Just because you don't have a compact license does not mean that it's going to be difficult for you to get an assignment or anything like that. Because oftentimes, single state license states 
have less competition. Yeah, but if you, what, for today's episode, if you're not marketable, but in one out of 50 right. states, no, exactly. you're going to struggle. Right. But right? what's also beneficial is, let's say you have a compact Wisconsin license and, you know, you got Illinois right next to you. It, it might be worse an investment to get an Illinois state license and go work in Illinois because right. once you, know, you verify that you have that some of some companies market. that have yeah. you that mm-hmm. right so marketable. the point that we're making is that you have to get you have to get more licenses tip typically right. and obviously the more licenses you have the more marketable you are right. this is all about options yep options and I I believe that more options always mean you can make better decisions it's hard right. to make great decisions when you have one or two options exactly if you have ten options. You typically can make a better decision, if that choices. makes sense. Yes. Absolutely. So what we're really talking about today is giving yourself some more options. Mm-hmm. And licensure is not. And again, I'll also qualify this to tell you that even if you are compact state licensed, but let's say California is one of the places you want to go to, or Oregon is a place you want to go to, mm-hmm. you, you, that's when you have to decide whether or not it makes sense to you to market yourself and become more marketable and go out and get that license in that state that you really yeah, want to Yeah, and I think in. it's also important for people to understand, too, that I think it used to be okay to submit people without a state license. Yeah, if, you're, if you've been in the industry as long as I have, and that was now, very common. Yeah, that's not a thing. You pretty much no. have to have a license on hand. That changed about a decade ago. Right. So don't think that you can just be like, okay, I'll go to Washington and get <clears throat> a license if I get a job there. Right. That won't work. No, and it, it brings up one last little point about this I want to make, and that there are some walkthrough type states. In other words, yeah. states that are really quickly. However, Maine comes to mind. Texas comes to mind. Nevada. Right? Some of those states... Even if you can quote unquote walk through, you're still potentially not going to be on the top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in the hiring manager's role. I've got two or four great candidates. Mm-hmm. Three of them have a license or have the ability to work in this state. One doesn't. Even if you are the best candidate, you're going to go. Because you could have a complication. Not that you have anything wrong with your license, but you could no. fill out the paperwork wrong. And it could get lost. You could and... get to the, the walkthrough mm-hmm. and not have things done properly whatever you know their particular time rules time again. so it is it's one of those things that you just mm-hmm. got to again this is about being marketable it's about getting the call today's episode yep. is about getting the phone call and staying in the stack <clears throat> right so there you go all right so certifications let's talk about that for a minute because this is one i think this is the one that you and i did together when we were we doing the, yeah. the, uh, yep. the series and um uh, this is a i think a really important one that could really really keep you in a stack and move you even I mean I had let me put it to you this way the gist of this little section is the more certs you have whether you think you need them or not the more likely you are going to be to get that job the more marketable you are in any I think is the word you're looking for is more marketable you more are. marketable <laughs> you're wrong you're not wrong it's like that no. in any profession True. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess there is a point where you can be quote unquote overqualified in some things, but for in in what we're talking about today, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always use the example of being an ER, you know, RN, for example. Well, nowadays, if you don't have your your you know your TNCC, it's like ninety five percent of the jobs require that. And that and this is what you hear as a recruiter: you have a ER nurse that's been an ER nurse and a traveler for a long time and twenty years. Maybe yeah, not a traveler yeah. for 20 years or whatever, but no TNCC. And as a recruiter, recruiter you're like... Your heart, you, your heart sinks because you're like, I'm going to get this person like, a job. But you've got to get one of these or you're just eliminating so many positions because more and more facilities are requiring them. And then they reply back to you with, so you mean to tell me that a nurse manager would pick a five-year ER Do they nurse? talk like that? 
Kind of. Okay. They pick a five-year ER nurse over a 20-year-old nurse because I don't have TNCC. Right. And sadly, the answer is yes. Let's take the opposite approach. The opposite thing is when you are, let's just say you're a med surgeon nurse. Um, yes. And I would tell you, and what you're getting at with your point was, if you were to go out and get your ACLS or yeah. go out and get, you know, you name it. Get I mean, them all, man. You get Pals, a PALS. Right? NRP. Well, I was... Again, mm-hmm. you have to make, you have to be smart and spend your money where you want to. But I'm mm-hmm. just telling you that if you are a two or three year med surgeon nurse and you have ACLS, it is a feather in your cap. It is. It, you'll stay in the stack well, longer. There, it's it's not a bad thing, right? No. We'll put it that way. What you did can't hurt. No. Right. So, but all my house wasn't required. I don't care. Go do that. Right. I mean, it that's one of those if things. It's required or not. It makes you look like you're dedicated to your profession. That you're interested in learning. You're interested in improving. You're interested in opportunities. Well, here's what I'll tell you. What you may be able to do now. What you're getting at is that you you're more marketable. <laughs> the manager is looking at that stack and saying, "Oh, this person's got ACLS." I can tell you, hands down, one of my very best travelers. Started out as a med surge nurse, um, but did not hesitate to get any any certification she could get, and and because of that, she got any assignment I put her in front of. She was very likely to get it. I just knew. That's good. But what it also allowed her to do was it opened up her options in terms of assignments because then she was suddenly being allowed to float into telly and then she got more telly that's why i know and then she's like hey i think i want to try an er maybe just a small little er and that meant getting some more certs and before you knew it you know she was in er's and, and and it just it catapults your career and your travel opportunities it gave her opportunities mm-hmm. to take a job because she looked she could float more she potentially looked she looked better and it was all because of the fact that she went out and got certifications which again mm-hmm. you, i hope we're, we're we're making this point maybe we're making it ad nauseum but she looked better on paper i'm just telling you they really <clears throat> they really improve the look of your resume or, or your whole profile they just really do and there's no way around it no you can't and and for the most part I, mean, I do think you could go overkill i think you can get a certification that you're just never going to use and people might even go why does that specialty have this certification but i think for the most part you could push that envelope what you're trying to do ladies and gentlemen is yep. to, to be one that gets the phone call yep and if you cannot change how long you've been doing your profession right right so again same thing with with imaging <clears throat> same thing excuse me with with you know being a physical therapist yep you know if you haven't been doing it that long you can try to keep yourself in the pile of phone call mm-hmm. the phone call pile <laughs> by having some more certifications and what you're saying, going out and showing enthusiasm in your craft, yep. in your specialty. Yep. So we have obviously for nursing, there's obviously there's there's um, there's what am I trying to say? There's uh, resuscitation certificates sure. and there's also certificates that are course and you know CEU right. types. Yep. So very different, but both of them are equally but as important. Do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do it. it um, will... You mentioned resumes a minute ago. Let's jump into that. Yep. Because. Here's an area that I think... I think we've done a whole podcast on these. Well, we have. Yeah. And But to, to kind of, again, to bring it back into... Right. you know Being marketable. Yeah. It is, it is the one area that you have probably the most control over... I, I mean, just just physical appearance, right? Just yes. the way your resume looks, because you know, you're going to send that off to a bunch of recruiters. 
they're probably going to PDF it and add it to your packet. They're not going to probably change it. Some companies do. Some companies take that and throw it right out the door and create their own work experience type thing. Yeah, but, a, lot of, a lot of them do that. Right. But I still would recommend that you have a strong resume yeah. and you take responsibility for that resume being updated on your own. Right. Don't rely on your recruiter who may have been your recruiter for three years. Don't rely on them to update your resume and right. make it look the way that you want it to look. But I don't want to. I want to do a like no, I said. I we're not going to do a credentialing thing. We're not going to do a yeah, a, a, refer, a resume to be building. Responsible for it. That's really my big point. With well, it. it's a marketing piece, right? It so is. you can you know you can have in other words to just go over thirty six thousand feet on this, have it show what you've done. Right. It, don't know, just say med search floor. Right. Get specific. <laughs> I did ortho. I did neuro. I, you know, exactly. Yes. I, I did happen to float to a little bit more of a you know critical situation here. I, I did. I worked I in telemetry. I got the opportunity to do this. Whatever it is, you know, really think about it. Procedure or whatever. Yes. The point that I'm making is that you're selling yourself. You and I, in in other people, when you go to get a job, you know, it's been a while since you probably interviewed for a no, job. No, but I've looked at a million resumes. Right. Both for this. And what I'm getting at is that you always think in your mind, well, I'm competing against a handful of people, maybe right. one or two or three. Right. The average Joe, you know, and especially early on in your career, you're, you're you got some competition, but it's not, you know, you don't really know. But in your mind, I think most salespeople, let's say, a recruiter who's going to go in and, and get out of one sales into the other sales. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, probably assumes they're competing against a handful of people. Well, when it yeah. comes to travelers, again, based upon how high of a demand this job you know is in the travel world, right? Right. Based on pay. You based could, on I've pay. seen times you've you've seen it where there's 50 people in front of a job. Yeah, within 20 minutes. And it has a lot to do with how much is the is the bill rate. Yep. Which of course doesn't matter. Bill rates don't matter, right? Yeah. And then how where's, what's the location? What's mm-hmm. the, I mean all the different nuances. Maybe it's a maybe it's a day position and most of the positions are nights. I mean all those things Days factor into work. it. Yep. Right. So it is you know you are competing potentially. This audience that we're talking to has some of the highest competition in any industry I've seen mm-hmm. for some or many jobs that they're looking for. Right. So recognize that and go, man, I got to up my game here a little bit. You do. You do. Right. Okay. Now I know we're telling everybody about this, but I said early on, and I know we had to restart because we had crazy boxer, you know, mania <laughs> going on here. Hyper. But I think I did say that um, it is. There are a lot of, I can forgot, I lost my whole train of thought. On resumes? No, just on the competition factor. Oh. That you are, you, know, you really need to look at where you're, you know, where you're going and how many people are going to be going in front of it. Yeah, and recognize that you've got, you've got some serious, serious competition going out there with your fellow travel. Where I was going with it, I said that everyone's going to be hearing this episode now and, and now everyone's going to know. Well, that's not true because there's not that many people of the, of, you're still, you're still in the top. Twenty percent. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think there's I think about twenty percent of travelers are listening to this thing, which is awesome. <laughs> I already told you what that is, um, which is insane. But there's still eighty percent that aren't. So you got yeah. lots of time to get a leg up on your competition. Yeah, I would also say before we move on from resumes, if you're not getting assignments and you feel like you're a pretty you're pretty strong on paper, you have a lot of good certs and good licensures and good experience, I would say maybe take a look at your resume. I, I, Objectively, yeah, that can sometimes be the the hit or miss. That if you just tweak it in one little way, that will keep you in the stack and keep you marketable. Absolutely, the way you you know again description, mm-hmm. be specific on 
Um, I mean, I, I love it when I see a tra- like experienced veteran traveler resume and he or she has gotten super detailed on it because yeah. that's uncommon. It seems like the more yeah, no. they're just like travel assignment, yeah. mission, Texas, med search. And there are people listening and say, I don't need to. I've been doing this for 20 years and yeah. I get a call every time. I get it. I understand. And I wonder how many more calls. I wonder how many more calls you'd get if you put some more detail sure. in there. You know, really think about it. Do you literally get a phone call with every time you go in front of something? Mm-hmm. Maybe look at your resume. I'm not, I mean, I get it. Yeah. You, you've, you've earned the right to be cocky. Yeah. If you're getting a job every time and you've literally been traveling for 15 years and you're, I understand, yeah. but I still would recommend even to you, yeah. just check out your resume and check out your, your you know, your detail and, and maybe tweak it a little bit yeah. and you might get every job you want. Right. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Skills checklists. Um, these are things where obviously most companies for most specialties, not all, almost all nursing, not all allied, but you primarily either do a self-evaluation or you actually take a test and you you get evaluated on how strong you are in your particular field well you're allowed to evaluate yourself sometimes i just got done saying sometimes you don't sometimes it's a test true so on we can talk about both but on the ones where you're allowed to evaluate yourself it's amazing how many times people are almost overly humble and forget that they are in what we just mentioned this huge competition with your fellow traveler yeah, I think it's a fine line. Don't be, don't be, a, don't think that you're being like egotistical if you put I'm the most experienced in this. So I won't put a four. I'll put a three because I don't want to look like. Or even if I, I don't really love you know working on that maybe age group or whatever it is. That's right. what's a common one. But, but you might lose the job, and maybe right. they don't even have that age group. Right. Is what I'm getting at. But right. be careful. The wonderful thing I've always said about working with anybody in the healthcare field, for the most part, is that you guys don't exaggerate or no, mislead. No, you don't oversell your skills. But you do have a tendency to undersell sometimes. Undersell is definitely what you do. Could be a confidence thing. Could be I don't want to get you know my out over my skis, so to speak, where yeah, I don't really know. I, what if I express that I have this much experience, but then I get placed into a position where I really don't have right. enough experience? I understand it. The totally. only thing I'm, I'm just talking today about, but also recognize that you could be you could have you could be subcount you know not necessarily knowingly limiting yourself from some right. positions because they may be using that criteria to judge you and you've said I don't like working with you know this like I always say age I don't like working with kids right and I'm not going to or I don't want to right. I'm a med search nurse right or I'm, I'm not wild about kids and I'm a you know I'm, oh, a, I'm, a, a I'm labor, an ultrasound I've tech. had multiple labor and delivery travelers <clears throat> I you've said it here. baby all day long. You said it before in this. But I will not touch a teeny tiny human. Right. I, I just want to get that baby out and pass it along. I know. <laughs> um, so it's, but just recognize that the way you fill those out. It matters. Big. Yeah. And I would also add this because I've seen a lot of different skills checklists recently where some will ask, ask you if you have done it. And then others will ask you how often you have done it. Mm-hmm. Like the Frequency. frequency. Um, and so if you're doing a skills checklist that maybe doesn't talk about frequency, I would think about that. And then I would look at my resume and go, maybe I need to add the frequency with which I have done this Sure. into my resumes. Piece. I guess, I guess it's everything. Just as you're filling these things out, know that sometimes mm-hmm. a manager or a hiring manager mm-hmm. might be using this only. Yeah. You just don't know what people are doing. They might be no. ignoring your resume and going right to this. Right. And saying, I don't care. People, resumes are you know garbage. Yeah, it's yeah. bullshit. I don't give it. You know. right. I'm just going to look at what they actually can say they can do. Right. And that's, I'm sure that there are people out there that do that. Oh, yeah. There's some people that do the opposite. I don't care what people say they can do. I'm going to look at their resume and look at I me. Mean, so there's yeah. always different sh- yeah. nuances. No. But in that case, know that there are people that are strictly looking at how you evaluate yourself and your confidence level to decide whether or not they're going to call you. Right. 
and do yeah. the interview. So, so take them seriously. I know yeah. you want to get them done quick, and I know they're a pain in the in the butt, but take them seriously and get them done. And yeah, they're absolutely. Important. All right, let's move on to references. Everyone's requiring them. Yeah, I mean, you're never gonna not. No, and and references. I mean, I just want to. They're tough, and here's why. People get sick of getting called to give a reference every three months, all the time. <laughs> right. Our industry hasn't quite solved that we yet. I've got a few ideas. Yeah. That, for sure, but it is the fact that at some point you either have to bother somebody to give a reference, or that reference is going to age out and not be, um, you know, pertinent anymore. That's yeah, the problem. I it is, but I do think more and more people people agencies and and, and uh, vendors are accepting um, performance reviews it's the same thing in place of a reference and so if you take it upon yourself to make sure you get solid performance fee- reviews for every assignment it's going to cut back on the need for calling on references so my question to you is why stuff. don't we see more of those why don't travelers I, I have don't those because I don't I don't well I think it's the nature of travel that sometimes they're in a bad situation and they don't want to because it might come out looking bad yeah you know the nurse manager maybe didn't like them but their coworker did and the coworker can't well it's kind of along the line where I'm, I'm looking I've got a couple ideas I think and that's part of it is I think that will help mm-hmm. to um solidify that you don't have to keep bugging the same person at your hometown hospital right. wherever it was. Yeah, I mean you can always get a blank <clears throat> reference form from your recruiter and give it to that coworker that you worked with that you guys got along or your with. Manager for sure. But if the manager if you didn't get uh, along with the manager, okay, you know, it. you could give it to that person, they could fill it out and then they don't ever have to be called for at least a year. Yeah, I think you're onto something really good there where you could actually ask for a performance evaluation. Mm-hmm. Or a reference. I mean, the reference always sounds so daunting. Oh, I'm going to put my name out there and, and vouch for this person. But how about just a performance evaluation? Yeah. If you got one of those every time by a couple of people that were charged when you were working, yeah. that you liked. And that's, that's, the, that's just what's so hilarious about references is that. It is. I mean, every once in a while I'll, get a, I'll call a reference and it's, it's bad. I'm like, going, why is this person giving these names? I know. And I, I've always told my recruiters. That's very rare, though. Tell that person not to give that name anymore because this right. person is no longer giving a good You're reference. Not your friend. <laughs> right. But it's pretty rare. I mean, it's it's almost to the point where you call and you're like, yes, they were, yes, I'll do the reference, yes, all four, four, all four, 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 you know, which is what we. What do you use. want to say about this person? They were great. You know, same thing. You're like, oh my gosh. Best traveler I've ever had. They're welcome back here. No, they don't go that far. They just, just they were really good. They did they did their job. And can I go get off the phone with you yeah, now? I gotta you, go. You dumbass recruiter, because I just got done talking to another one of you, you know, an hour ago for the same exact person. Or a different traveler who was here the other day. Well, and that's the that's the thing. I was talking to a, a new a new a new allied. Friend person. of mine, I guess uh-huh. we'd say, friend, yes, yeah. um, person's going to work with us, and um, he was talking about. We were talking about references. He's like, yeah. he's like, people don't like to even give you the names and numbers because you, they're going to, you're going to, you know, they got. Most people are not working with one company. You no. shouldn't be. But no. Okay, so you have five companies calling the same, you know, five, same three people, mm-hmm. and it's irritating. And people get irritated. They say, they stop do. giving my name out. Yeah. So travelers are hesitant. Mm-hmm. They are. To give a reference num- name and number out. Right. So the only way to take control of that is get your own. Take the onus upon yourself. Make Absolutely. it your own. It's your own. And do it. I love that idea. But anyway, where, where I was kind of going with this on the marketability side of this is to make sure that they're good. I mean, this is another one of those areas that does market you. You know, don't give out a half-ass reference. If you're going to have them and you can see them or it's a written reference or, or whatever, or if you're giving out someone's name and number, and they're a true friend of yours. Ask them, say, "Will you really please, you know, dote all over me?" 
Well, yeah, and I would also say that um, references typically are difficult to get completed and done. And and if you have not taken some of the advice that we gave in the beginning, which was don't wait, right. but suddenly the best thing comes along, and you have not given your recruiter references because you don't want them to call, you are already behind the game, and you're now less marketable than the people that went in before there, you. I think there's nothing more frustrating than have someone's A- first number one choice come up and they're not prepared to be submitted to it because right. we don't have a reference it's or they typically have a skill references something along those lines so i mean references are really important and it and, and from a marketability standpoint i think yeah. it's one of those things that you should it, take 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 control of that and make that put that on you well and i'm telling you if you have if you are a two or three or four or five year experienced traveler mm-hmm. but you have the most amazing reference that was well written. They they just you know oozed all over you. How well this person was great, 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 and it's in there and they can see it. That can make you get the phone call yes, over somebody you, that doesn't. It has like a, a twenty year person that has she was good, he was great. Yeah, but you, everybody should also know that typically references are only good for two years. They so are. it's not something that you can you can just get and it lasts you for ten. You no, have to continually do. I understand, this. but for today's episode again, yeah. I'm telling you that. From a marketability standpoint, the reference is one of the few areas that you've got some free range Mm -hmm. to really do some writer's embellishment. And if you have a great reference person, ask them to. You can't make it up, but you can ask them to speak very candidly and go overboard because you need help because you only have three years experience. So tell them that. People like to help each other. Say, I am competing with people with twice as much experience as I am. Can you really... Help me to get the phone call. I mean, right. there's I, there's nothing wrong with coming right out and telling the person giving the interview or the reference, I should say, no. what you're asking of them. And that's what right. I'm trying to get to here is this is a marketability piece that of all the things we've talked about, this is one of the areas I think personally has the best potential to be a game changer for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's your references. Yeah. So reevaluate right now who your recruiters are calling and how they are. Why don't you pick up the phone? Call them and tell them I'm not getting calls. Can you? Can you? Next time I get, can you just go crazy on me? <laughs> right. I, I really need. I really. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. And I and then pre-apologize and send them a bottle of wine for all the references they've given you because I mean <laughs> that that twenty-five dollars wherever you're going to shoot over to them is well worth it for what they what they're getting. All these phone calls are getting. Yeah. All right. I think I've said enough that <laughs> this is all about competition. I think I I think just like I said, you're trying to stay in the stack and get a phone call. I want um, on paper. This is just one of those episodes I think was important. It is important to talk about that. It's one of the things that no one really does. We we, oh, you want the job? It's all about rates. All it's all on what you're willing to take. But I want to turn the I want to turn the tables on this one and talk about it's also who is out there competing against you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's you do have to think about that, and you'd be wise to think about it. Well. Listen, I mean, you are. If you go back to what we said early on in this episode, the best jobs have the most competition. Yeah. And I don't define best. I mean, there That's are. All kind of relative. You have your own best, but yeah. there also is a conglomerate of best. Of best, right? You can <laughs> yeah. tell by the number of people that are being submitted to it. Yeah. I had a I had a respiratory therapist the other day that was talking to one of our people. Yep. And there was a really high paying job that happened to be currently in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Really high, overly high compared to other areas with similar climate, mm-hmm. similar weather this time of year. Uh-huh. And I said, hey, you know, we've got this, 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 and this. I mean, I wasn't doing the recruiting, quote unquote, right? Sure. But the options, I just want, that. that's all I want. And I'm like, boy, that's somebody who's not really market. And what a shocker 
there was an amazing amount of people went in front of that job. Yeah. Like ridiculously high because yep. it was a ridiculously high paying job. Yeah. So much so that lo and behold, while before they offered a job to anybody, the facility slash vendor actually lowered the rate. Yeah. Which is you don't see very often. No. So they saw this huge influx, influx. of of people being submitted they went whoa what are we doing offering this let's just drop it by significant and they did and it's because you know the comp there was so many people in front that they didn't need to pay mm -hmm. so what i'm getting at is that there are jobs like that I, I wish that traveler would have said i'll also go you know here here, here. here, here. there was great jobs in scottsdale yeah. there was some great jobs um i think it was another facility in las vegas yeah. with a different system right but they had a reasonably a reasonable rate for the for you know yeah. the marketability of that position so to speak so it's again, you guys all get it. Yep. I think we're we're the episodes are starting to blend together, and I think I said back on episode like thirty five ish <laughs> that you guys will start to see some redundancy in well, some patterns. of this stuff. Yeah. yeah, this is not a complicated industry that no. we're in, but but there are small details that matter. I I hope, and I hope that yeah. the things that we talk about on Travel Insiders. Are oftentimes things that people go. Oh, I didn't really think about that. I think it is. That's. The I hope so. Yeah. And this is one of those that I, I just want you guys to be great. I want you to get every job, but I can't have all of you get a job because you're going to be competing against each other. But you should do your best to get the best job you can for you. Yep. And it's going to make a huge difference in your overall happiness mm -hmm. of being a traveler. And I'm trying to get you to become the ultimate traveler. I want you know we always say be a, be a happy traveler, be a great traveler. No, no, no. I kind of share with you. I've got a couple episodes, and and you know, we I want people to be an ultimate traveler, like yeah. that they understand the, the the medical side of what they do better than anybody else, obviously. But yeah. if you can understand this side, which is not complicated, no, then think about how strong your travel game would be. How strong right. your and which really and to experience. me comes down to finances, of course, obviously, and your experience. because let's be frank, financing does control. Oftentimes, happiness it controls your overall experience. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're making really great money, mm -hmm. you're. I mean, you're happier. I, 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 I believe you are. I'm you have. You, I'm, I, might, I don't think money buys happiness, but I, no. I do think it takes care of a lot of unhappiness. It does, yeah. But I also think there are locations that people would take less money in and find happiness. Totally fine. Yeah. So. But what I'm getting at is that if you're a travel insiders trained traveler, you're going to get the you're most. You're going to be happy no matter where you go. Well, you're going to make you're going to be maximizing your money exactly. because you've already learned that you're not going to take that assignment with some piece of shit company that's going to pay you nothing. You're going to you're going to know the bill rate, you understand all this stuff, right. and you're going to get the job because you've become marketable because you've worked on your presence and your appearance yep. on paper. Right. And then you've got to trust that knucklehead recruiter that they are translating that on your behalf properly. Right. Because the idea is you have to make that trust, but then the phone call comes and now it's back on to you. Right. And we do have, you know, we've done the interviewing one. And so you guys know what to do to get that job. And that's mm -hmm. that's a whole different episode unto itself. Yeah. This episode is about getting that call. Yep. And I mean, any recruiter tells you that they're trying to do anything differently. That's what recruiters are trying to do. Yeah. They're if they're good, they're trying to get that phone call. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the hope is, and I think most recruiters do a, a, the best job they can. They on do. presenting you in the best light because they want to make that commission too. They want you to get that job. So the good thing is it's built in that they are going to present you in the best light they can. Yeah. And you hope that, and we've seen it, where they actually over-present you, where they actually, I mean, there's a couple bad apples out there that will mm -hmm. mislead or maybe, I don't know, make up a reference. You know, we've seen right. companies get in trouble for doing that sort of thing. So 
Yeah. You can't you can't fix that, and you can't always know if that recruiter's going to be that that type of person. Right. But for the most part, they're going to do the best job they can on your behalf, based upon what they have to work with. Right. Your job is to give them the best thing they can to work with, so they can take it from there. So that's well said. Yeah. Well, I want you guys to be travel insider trained travelers. So that's going to become a thing. It already is a thing. I know, but I'm making an official thing. You want like a T-shirt and shit where you have it, like you know. I do. You want like a course. I'm a travel insider. I'm a travel trained insider. I'm a trained travel travel insider insider trained traveler. I don't know. Even like scrubs or something would be cool. Isn't well, I guess I got to put that sponsorship company, on here again. We just have to start making company, some money. But like, hey, I'm I know my <laughs> shit, peeps. Yeah. And on that note. On that note, guys, we appreciate it today as always. Hopefully, this do. was helpful. Um, wanted I'm to get sure this one is. in here, mm-hmm. and I can't believe it took us sixty episodes to get it in there. But, but go watch the series too. There's a lot of you know other. I mean, there's. I will tell our listeners. I did share with you the potential remaining list. Which is more than we've done already. <laughs> we have seventy to go, but yeah. we have just done sixty, so we're not even halfway. Five more episodes, we're halfway to what I originally planned. I don't think we're taking it out. It does have a tendency to grow a little bit, but it hasn't a while. I really think we've covered it all. So, but it's pretty cool how we have it, and the cadence is kind of neat because we are breaking these up. Some of the ones that are, it's it's just. I like it. I liked what we've got. I think you liked it too. You kind of been it to me. So some really great episodes coming. So we do. Subscribe. Keep doing yeah. it, guys. We like, appreciate it. Hit the bell. Comment. Share. I've already said all this. <laughs> Let me say it again. Well, share. Share. That's my big one today. Share. And then have a great night. Guys, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time on Travel Insiders. See y'all.